0: Happy New Year and welcome to Brit David Podcast, as Pastor Tim shares with us another great message from Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, entitled, The Gospel's Missing Ingredient. There are ingredients we would like to leave out of certain recipes, but without all the ingredients, the end result will be just a mess. When we leave repentance out of our gospel presentations, we are not doing them a favor. We are leaving people in a mess. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: So thankful for Sage and for Dez and thankful for their ministry here. I'm thankful for uh, the things that I see that are going on with our teenagers, with our young adults, and with our children as well. And so so glad for their trip that they just had and looking forward uh, to some results along the way as well. If you have your Bible today, I hope that you do. If you'll take it, turn with me to Luke, chapter number 13. Prior to Thanksgiving, uh, we uh, we made our way through, we completed chapter number 12, so we're going to pick up today right where we left off in chapter number 13 as we go forth. You know, the uh, with Thanksgiving and with Christmas here, uh, all of the good food, all of the good cooks, uh, there are sometimes disasters that happen, aren't there? If you leave out an ingredient in what you're making, it's probably going to be a mess, you know. Now, I do know that there are some who are good enough of cooks that they, uh, they look through that recipe and they decide, well, I don't want this in my, in my food, I want to substitute out, or I want to leave this out, and they know what they're doing, and it comes off great. If I leave out an ingredient, you know, that's just the way it is. It is not going to be good whatsoever. When it comes to the gospel though, in a day that we live in, there is a missing ingredient oftentimes in our gospel presentations. And sometimes it's because we have become so, I don't know if this is the right word to say, but we've become so adept at presenting a gospel presentation that we leave out some of the very things that that God's Word says needs to be in there, you know? Uh, for example, Paul, when he's writing in Acts chapter number 20, he says that there are two main ingredients in salvation, in conversion. He says there's repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul said, I taught you this publicly. I taught you this privately i taught you this at the synagogue i taught you this from house to house repentance toward god and faith in our lord jesus christ those are two elements that are involved but sometimes we don't like to talk about repentance toward god because in order to talk about repentance you also have to talk about sin and we don't want to talk about sin and we don't want to try to put somebody on the spot and so we like a good cook might do We take that recipe of the gospel and we substitute our own ingredients. We tend to talk more about how much God loves you. Does God love you? Yes. Is it important for people to know that God loves them? Absolutely yes. But when Paul said, These are the things that I'm teaching you, these are the ingredients of the gospel, that's not the one that he listed. If there's anything to leave out, then maybe it's what he doesn't list. Instead, we say, I want to just tell you that God loves you and that he wants to save you. But they need to know. They need to know why they need to be saved. And before I can really even get to the good news, I really have to deal with the bad news. When you get into Luke chapter number 13, we find that today. We find Jesus' teaching on the subject of repentance, but we also find a group of people in his day that are just as repulsed by the idea of sin and of repentance as we are today. You have your Bible there? Let's... I, I, at least we'll read the first part of this, and, and I want to kind of, I guess I'll save the parable to last because he, like Jesus does oftentimes, he follows up his teaching with a parable. So let's just get into the teaching itself. In verse number one, Luke chapter number 13, the Bible says there were present at that season some who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means that Pilate killed a bunch of Galileans while they were worshipping. In the middle of their worship service, he sent soldiers and assassinated an entire group of Galileans. So they come to Jesus with this message and with this news. Now why are they telling him that? It takes us back into chapter number 12. If you can think, remember that far back, a couple of months ago, and just a few verses ago, Jesus had just told them, he says, I came to send fire on this world. And he says, I wish that fire were kindled. And he's talking about judgment, the judgment that passes through him as he dies for us on the cross. He finishes, however, with, a, with a, a sort of a parable about you dealing with people that you have something against and, and trying to deal with that early. He finishes chapter number 12 by saying this, I tell you that you shall not depart from there until you have paid the very last cent. So what are they saying? They're saying that, Amen, Jesus. That's right. You tell them. (laughs) You tell them, Jesus. I mean, those Galileans, they need to be told that that, that God's going to take it out on them. You know? And so so maybe this slaughter at the synagogue, that's what the news would have called it that that way, right? The the CNN, the Chaldean News Network, as they they, they got together, the slaughter at the synagogue. That's the Galileans' fault. It's the Galileans' fault because they are such terrible sinners. And Jesus, boy, you are right on the money. You're telling them that they have got to pay for their sins. Now, there's another group of people probably who are coming to Jesus and telling them that very same story. They're not at odds with the Galileans. In, in fact, they're sort of in favor of them. The one that they focus their attention on is Pilate. Is Pilate. They're saying the same thing. They, they hear the very same thing. You will not escape there until you have paid the very last cent. And they say, Amen, Jesus. That Pilate is terrible. He is a terrible, rotten sinner. He doesn't belong to the people of Israel. He doesn't belong to you. And I know you're saying that you're going to give him what he is. Where Jesus goes with the rest of this passage, however is to not point out people like Pilate. And not to point out people like the Galileans. But to point his finger straight at the very people who were listening to him at that moment. Listen to what Jesus says. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans? Because they suffered such things? I tell you no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Now, Jesus has his own current news, his own breaking news flash for them in verse number four. He says, Or those 18 on whom the tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. From what Jesus has to say to them, and you see it repeated twice, don't you? Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. That is his message to them. That is his message to us. And there's some things I learned out of that that I sure need to take to heart. For example... Number one, I, I, I am reminded in this passage that man, mankind, me, you, that man is reprobate in sin. He's reprobate in sin. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says that none are righteous, not even one. Instead, the Bible says that God will turn them over to a reprobate mind, that they are reprobate in His sight. Listen, it doesn't take a spiritual genius to figure out that we're sinners. You know, it just doesn't. We just know it, don't we? And so that crowd that is gathered there before him today, they know this already. But they do what you and I do. They begin to point fingers at other people. They say, well, look at them and look at that sin. Or or look at these over here and look at their sin." Jesus says, what you need to do is to look at your own sin. What Jesus has to say to them concerning the Galileans is, God didn't send out a lightning bolt in the form of Pilate murdering people at the synagogue because the Galileans were so bad. He says, everybody's that way. And, and if you turn your attention to this other, this other news event, when the tower in Siloam falls on those people, are, are the Siloamites somehow worse sinners than everybody else? Jesus said, no. No. It's not the tragedy that shows me how bad I am. It is the truth of God's Word that shows me how bad I am. Let's go back to that word reprobate for just a moment. Let me, let me tell you what it, what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that a man is as bad as every other man. It doesn't mean that we're all equally evil. There are some, obviously, who, who have greater degrees of struggle even than I do. But it also doesn't mean That every person is as bad as that person can be. You know what it does mean though? It means that every part of you. From the top of your head to the sole of your foot. Is contaminated and stained. With sin. There's not one part or one area of your life that escapes sin's notice. Everything. Is impacted by. That's why we say it this way. Sin ruins everything, because it impacts everything. The word "reprobate" was a term that was first applied to metals when they were being tested, and those metals being tested being found inadequate. The the word literally means not standing the test. What does it mean? It means then that as I stand before God, I I don't fit the test. What test? The holiness test. The righteousness test. I'm not perfect. I'm stained. I I am stained through and through, and there's nothing that I can do of my own to get rid of that. I, just like the Galileans, just like the Siloamites, just like the people in Jerusalem, just like Pilate, am a reprobate sinner. I want to tell you something. (laughs) I don't like to hear that, and nobody likes to hear that. But it's the truth, and we need to hear that, don't we? If I don't know that I'm a sinner if I don't know that my sins have separated me from God, if I don't understand that my sin offends a holy God, then why not just continue to be what I've always been? Continue to do what I've always done? Continue to act like I've always acted? Ignorant of every repercussion that comes. So as I read through this passage, I think I need to know man is reprobate in sin. But there's a second thing, and I think it's a part of the passage that Jesus is trying to get to every person that's listening there that day.
0: Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his message from Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you... Can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at Britdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.